even care if you're ready because it's time on June 22nd, 2016 for Just Basketball! Here we are, two games gone by, the NBA Finals are over. Congratulations to the Cleveland Cavaliers on their somewhat hard-fought victory. Hi, I'm Jimmy the Executioner. And I'm the Wrench. Uh, yeah, the NBA Finals. The first team to come back from 3-1 and win the championship. The, the Cavaliers yeah. won their first NBA championship. And their first championship since, I believe, 1962 with the Browns, mm. uh, where their star player was Jim Brown. Let's talk first about Game 6. Game 6, uh, LeBron James goes off for 41 points in a second game, and I believe um, he had nine rebounds, almost another triple-double. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron James went off. Uh, Kyrie, who, by the way, LeBron James has been excellent in the finals. Kyrie Irving has kind of been the un- unsung hero yeah. here. Well, LeBron James played well last year. Maybe yeah. not... As, as good, but that's because he was the only threat, and all they had to do was shut him down. This time, he had Kyrie really helping him out, and we'll get to it. Game 7, Kevin Love finally showed up. Yeah, so Game 6 goes down. At, at this point, it was kind of like what, what we've talked about in the past, where the first three games were blowouts. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is kind of just the adjustments and kind of going through matchups and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the last... Uh, well, actually, first four games were kind of like that, but the last three games were pretty tight. It was close until maybe the last like yeah. few minutes or whatever of the game where you start realizing, okay, the outcome's going to be determined. Cleveland was stepping it up, and, and, and that's why you know our end of game six was getting me to think about whether Golden State has oh, yeah. enough to, to pull it off. You realize, like, LeBron James can't be stopped. He can very well pull this whole thing off. I was worried. Like, people were asking me, like, who are you choosing? I wanted Golden State to win initially just because I didn't want their 73 record or win record to be for nothing. Well, after game six, I wasn't confident Golden State was going to win. I wanted them to win. Yeah. Same reason, so that their record this year wasn't for nothing. Clay Thompson played well. Yeah. You know, uh, he started to slip up a little bit, but similar thing to the Cavs last year. It seemed like Clay Thompson was the only threat on Golden State through most of those final games, and yeah. all they had to do was really shut down Clay Thompson. Like Ke- Steph Curry, I, I don't know, he didn't show up to the finals. Yeah, he. To be honest, he didn't really show up to the playoffs. I mean, he's had a couple okay games here and there, like. I know he's he had a 38-point game or whatever. Some of those points were a little uh, stacked. Mm-hmm. A little bit of those points there, they, they were uh, um, stuffing the stats uh-huh. um, towards the end of some of the games. But for the most part, Steph Curry didn't really have one of those games um, that blew you out of the water like, yeah. like what he was doing with, in the regular season. Um, and, and that's kind of been a complaint on Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. As a player is, uh, you know, if you're going to be considered the best player or the number one player in the league, you got to get it done when it matters. Yeah. And and he didn't show up in no. his finals. And, and um, it's going to be very interesting to see where, where he goes. But, uh, yeah, so game six, 
Cavs take that. Draymond Green played well. Clay Thompson played well. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Bogut was injured. Yeah. If he didn't play game six. Yeah, he right? got injured game game five. I guess uh, J.R. Smith kind of fell down, and 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 uh, when Andrew Bogut came Hit down, kind of tweaked his knee. Yeah. Uh, and then game six, Steph Curry got thrown out of the game. That's right. Threw his mouthpiece into yeah. the crowd. Got um, six fouls, fouled out, and threw his mouthpiece. And to be honest, two of those fouls, at least maybe three, he didn't do anything. Uh, yeah. The, the officiating this entire finals, and it's not just on Golden State side, just primarily on their side. Cause yeah. The Cavs got some bad calls too. Yeah. But Golden State got the majority of the bad calls, and it really affects momentum. Yeah. And when you're starting to get things going and especially it can dishearten players when they're not doing anything yeah. and they're getting calls and there's nothing that they can say. It's just like that doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's it's where the tough part of the game comes out, which is, well, if uh, if you're not getting calls and you're not making your shots, yeah. you have to figure out a way to manufacture some points. Yeah. Or. That was a, a big difference between Cleveland and Golden State was yeah. that Cleveland, you could tell, had that mindset. Doesn't matter if we're getting hit on the way in, we are finishing. Yeah. And they went in strong to make sure that they got those points, whether they got the calls or not. Whereas the Golden State Warriors were flopping a lot and you know accentuating when they would get hit, hoping that they'd get calls. A lot of those, they did get hit, and they didn't get called anyway. Yeah. And you need to not rely on the officials. Really, these officials showed that they are worthless, and uh, you better just play the game like they're not even there. Yeah, I, I mean, you should be kind of ignoring. I, I completely agree with you. Play the game like they're not there, and then if anything happens, it's it's... You go with it, but don't expect it. Yeah. You know? Um, so we go into a game seven on Father's Day. Good day for it, too. Father's Day. Father's Day. And, Almost uh, as if they planned it. Yeah. <laughs> we won't go down that road. Uh, Steph Curry's wife took care of that. Yeah. But um, nonetheless... Uh, well, and Steph Curry and uh, Steve Kerr got fined $25,000 or something for... Things that they said about the officiating, I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, that's that's a given. I mean, do you say anything about the league office yeah. and and uh, and the officials? You're you're guaranteed to get fined. A lot of, I think every player and every coach knows that. A lot of them just do it so they can possibly get the eyes and the attention mm -hmm. uh, in other areas, kind of looked at, whether it be fouls or, yeah. or technicals or whatever. But um, so yeah, going into game seven. Um, starts off actually starts off with Golden State hitting their shots. Yeah, and, it stayed um, pretty close. And really, Golden State had to hit those threes just to stay in the game. Yeah, like they were they seemed desperate. And it see well, and the only person besides um, I mean, there was two people that sh definitely showed up. That was Draymond Green and uh, and Clay Thompson. Yeah. Uh, once again, Steph. It's kind of like man, how. Some of the passes, you know, just it wasn't a time to get fancy. It was a time to hunker down and go to what you know. Win the game. Yeah. Uh, play defense. Shut them down. Um, it was. It's what kind of makes Game Sevens as special as they usually are, is because you know that's the final it's one. Win or lose. Yeah. yeah. And so you typically see both teams really scratching and clawing and really trying to figure out what they need to do to to win that game mm -hmm. and. 
Steph Curry. I mean, he's playing hot potato. He was just really, I mean, you would think that like he might have like shook hands with uh, Sasha Vujicic before going out there. <laughs> yeah, maybe because uh, his hands seemed to be a little slippery. Oh, and no. uh, the ball just kept slipping right out of his hands, yeah. you know. That and, and uh, that combined with behind the back passes. Oh yeah, it's just like what going you, right out of bounds. Yeah, what's going on? I felt you know? bad for Clay Thompson because you could tell he was trying to do everything he could to try and win this game. Yeah, and just he had he couldn't rely on his team. No, they dropped the ball. Bad defensive rotations. They weren't making their shots. Harrison Barnes in this oh series took such a hit on his reputation that like whatever he thought he was going to make in this offseason because he's an unrestricted free agent, mm-hmm. cut that in half and you'll be lucky to get that. Yeah. And and a lot of that's just because you were not hitting any threes well, in this entire series. Well, they were going series. to him a lot. Oh, yeah. Wide open. Yeah. Wide open. You know, and um, nothing. But not just Harrison Barnes. A lot of them were missing wide open shots. Regardless of the bad calls and the bad officiating, Golden State just, they blew it. They didn't play well. Yeah. They didn't keep their mind in the game. Cleveland did. Definitely. Game seven, there's no excuses. You know, we've seen quite a few game sevens. Actually, and that's the other interesting thing is they played in a game seven just before this series in the mm-hmm. Western Conference Finals against Oklahoma City. Yeah. And actually, that was probably the best Steph Curry ever looked was in that overtime yeah. when he sealed the win to that game. But uh, that was it. It was just like a, a yeah. quick flash, and then They had a hard-fought battle to the finals. Um, yeah. uh, Cleveland did not. No. Cleveland had a very easy way to the finals, as everybody predicted. Everybody knew from the beginning of the season – Cleveland's going to the finals. Yeah. Uh, everybody thought Golden State would too, and they did, but it was a much harder road to get there. I, uh, I'd also like to kind of point out, like, even though LeBron James won the MVP deservingly, he's, yeah. he was the best player. He got it last year. Oh, yeah. He deserved he, it this year. Definitely. He led every single stat in every way mm-hmm. points scored. Uh, well, and he's the leader percentage. of the team, too. He I mean, led his team to this victory. Oh, yeah. And I will also say this, though. There would not have been a win, though. I don't feel there would have been a win, especially in this Game 7, if it wasn't for Kyrie. Oh, you're absolutely right. Who has... LeBron James needed somebody to take the pressure off of him a little bit. And he had that with uh, with Kyrie Irving. He showed what he's capable of. He he has that kind of killer instinct. I mean, it, regardless of whether uh, some people believe in that or not, and it's a, something that LeBron James has been criticized for throughout his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyrie Irving definitely has that, where it doesn't matter what the pressure is. Mm-hmm. Give me the ball. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make something happen. And he did. Well, and, now he's an NBA champion. <clears throat> and, and it kind of gets forgotten. Like, he averaged 27 points a game. Mm-hmm. Like, he was the only other real help that LeBron had. Yeah, consistently up until Game Seven. Yeah, yeah. Game Seven. Kevin Love finally showed up, and he got the big hug from LeBron that he's wanted all season. Yeah, at the end of the game. Tristan Thompson too. I will say yeah. Tristan Thompson defensively, rebounding oh, wise, yeah. like he is. When someone... he's getting to the line. Oh yeah. And, and for some reason, uh, maybe it's because of how the rest of the season went, but. 
there was this whole mindset that Tristan Thompson is a bad free throw shooter. Well, in the finals, he he wasn't. You yeah. know, he'd miss one here or there, but he was getting to the line and he was hitting those well, shots. Yeah. Well, the percentage through the the regular season was like fifty three percent, which is not a good free throw percentage. So you go into the postseason thinking you under and to be honest going through the playoffs for him mm-hmm. he had a bad percentage going to the free throw line but everything that he got paid for the last summer with his contract and mm-hmm. everything it he made his money in the finals because he oh, did yeah. it when he needed to do it he did it when it mattered yeah but uh yeah so cleveland uh lebron james is able to bring one home oh and he was so emotional because he knew in that moment I don't have to stay in Cleveland. <laughs> I got them the championship that they wanted, that they've never had. Now I can go back to where I really want to be, Miami, yeah. or wherever else he decides to go. And it was crazy. I mean, every single one of those guys in Cleveland just got, it seems like, their first championship besides LeBron and, and uh, James Jones, I believe, is mm-hmm. on there. But, yeah, whoever. But, yeah, Cleveland got their First, as a franchise, got their first championship. Kyrie yeah. Irving's a champion now. Kevin Love, you know. Uh, if Kevin Love had stayed in Minnesota, who knows if he would have ever won a championship. He took that gamble, not necessarily because of him, yeah. but uh, he it paid off. He got that championship. Do you think they still might trade him in this offseason? They might still, because... <clears throat> He wasn't a, really a factor yeah. in winning this championship. You could have replaced Kevin Love with pretty much anybody. Yeah, uh, with you know, with the same size and ability, um, and they still would have won. Kyrie Irving and especially LeBron James, of course, were yeah. the reason they won this championship. And you know, the rest of the team having that grit, which I'm sure uh, LeBron James really brought out in those guys as the leader of the team. I'm sure he. You know, his passion is really what helped those guys stay passionate and come back, as we said, from that 3-1 deficit as no one's ever done in the finals. You know what I think needed to happen for Golden State? They needed a, a, a nice speech on the sidelines from Ric Flair. Oh, that would have that would have been great. But Ric Flair's from Charlotte. There's no way he's going <laughs> to no. give Golden State a speech. I'm just saying, Ric Flair would have gotten those guys off the bench. Oh, yeah. He would have got the you energy know? out. Oh, yeah. Well, he would have done a couple Ric Flairs in the back. Woo! And, oh, yeah. Rick, uh, and what do you mean, Ric Flairs? You're talking about uh, the 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 drink. With, oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> secret. That's a, that's a, a trade secret. secret. It's what makes Ric Flair Ric Flair. It's what makes the person who's Ric Flair into the persona Ric Flair. Flair. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, they needed some some motivation. It seemed like Golden State got defeated mentally yeah. before they got defeated physically on the court. Clay like, Thompson, you could see it. Clay Thompson, I think, should have taken more of a leadership role. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know Draymond Green probably did the best that he could, but it's kind of a weird dynamic. Steph Curry is really the leader of that team, but he leaves a lot of the motivation and stuff like that up to Draymond Green, who's yeah. probably uh, more of a, a passionate and, and uh, outgoing guy. Uh, so it seemed like the team didn't really know who to rally behind. Yeah. And also, too, uh, uh, Steve Kerr has kind of been criticized mm-hmm. for um, adjustments, in-game adjustments, and kind of um, he kind of showed that with the Oklahoma City uh, series where – 
it took a couple games for him to get adjusted to the size of Oklahoma City so mm-hmm. they can kind of figure that out. This is the thing. They made it to the, the NBA Finals. They went to seven games. And to be completely honest, last year, everybody was saying, well, if LeBron James had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, mm-hmm. they probably would have beaten Golden State. Uh, I guess they it's correct because both, team, both teams, for the most part, were um, – Somewhat the same. Yeah, and as healthy as you were probably going to get. Yeah. You know, although um, they didn't have Andrew Bogut. Yeah, but, uh, you know, even though, um, look, Andrew Bogut is obviously the best rim protector they had. Uh huh. Um, And and when he went out, there was no rim protection at all. They needed him. But there was also. Would he have been a factor in that game seven? I'm sure somewhat he would have been. Well, and and this is the thing with Golden State. If they want to return and actually win it again, like they have to get a rebounder, yeah, like a a good rebounder, mm-hmm. um, because they don't really have anybody like that. I mean, Andrew Bogut, like I said, he's a okay defender, not a really great rebounder. Mm-hmm. He's good at passing, offensively. You know, offensively, he's not that great. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you use him as a passer out of the post, mm-hmm. so he's good at like catching guys on the cut and stuff going to the rim. But as far as like all the other little things that little things that you have to do in those game sevens where when you're not making your shot, you have to get at least a possession. So go rebound the ball. You know who they should get? Who? Dwight Howard. Hey, you know what? That's he's a re- he's a rebounder and he's got that mentality. This is like the team that he's always wanted to be on. You know, that's one of those things that he's always talked about is that he wants that camaraderie with his team and he wasn't getting that on the Lakers because, you know, as we all know, Kobe Bryant's, you know, not necessarily a hangout and party with the guys. He's very mentally tough and, and stern. And then he went to Houston where it seemed like he didn't quite fit in as much as he wanted to. Well, a lot of that I would say is Dwight's mindset. Yeah. He looked at himself as a number one guy to go to him for everything. Mm -hmm. As far as offense is concerned and um, and then, you know, if you're only focusing on offense, defensively, it's not that he was bad. It was just like it wasn't balancing out properly. You mm-hmm. could tell he's, he was spending more time being concentrated on his offense. Dwight Howard was his own worst enemy, if you yeah. ask me. Um, I think – now, there's, n- that's not to say that nobody else plays into things. Obviously, oh, yeah. you have a lot of other people that, that can play into that. But um, the thing with – Dwight Howard, now that he's kind of um, considered, I guess, a broken player, a broken man. Or maybe uh, not worth as much as he may have been worth yeah. before. Well, and, and Houston made it clear that they're stepping out of the Dwight Howard uh, shadow Business. because yeah. uh, they uh, brought in Mike D'Antoni as their head coach, who, uh, when he was with the Lakers, was uh, actually head coach mm-hmm. at that same time. And they time. butted heads. All then, the time, yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it's it's interesting to see what's going to happen with Dwight Howard. Um, Golden State has room for that, but also too, they might end up getting rid of Harrison Barnes. They might end up getting rid of uh, Andre Iguodala. And mm-hmm. now that Golden State didn't win the championship, what happens if they decide to bring in Kevin Durant? And That'd now, be crazy. Now you have Kevin Durant on your team, and uh, whatever you were lacking scoring wise he could have easily made up. Now let's talk about that a little bit because one of the things that people have talked about with Kevin Durant going to Golden State is that if they win a championship that 
it has an asterisk next to his championship because he went to a team that, you know, was already a championship team. So did he really help them win? Well, they didn't win it this time. Yeah. So if Kevin Durant goes there, does that asterisk go away? Yeah. Yeah. He would be, if they win the championship with him, it could be he is the factor of how they came back and won. Yeah. And I I think there's a few things that play in it out. One, Steph Curry didn't have the best playoff uh, or postseason uh, for an MVP mm-hmm. that you could imagine yeah. somebody like that with that talent having. He actually kind of fumbled the ball quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, they didn't win it, and mm-hmm. they completely got outclassed as far as talent on and the grit. floor. Oh, and, yeah. And heart, really. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Kevin Durant going to Golden State, like it, it's it's a completely new page now. And a lot of that was just – you know, trying to figure out how uh, the finals were going to end. Well, and everybody was pretty sure Golden State was going to win it again this year. Oh, yeah. Well, any team that wins 73 games. Yeah, really, because I've said it a few times already that if Golden State uh, didn't win the championship, then the win streak that they got this year was for nothing. And let me explain that a little bit. It's just part of the Cleveland Cavaliers' legacy now. They were the underdogs coming into the finals, and they beat the team that had the best record in the NBA. It's basically just the movie storyline, the Hoosiers, you know, yeah. coming back uh, they against did all odds. Yeah, and they did something that's never been done before yeah. in NBA history. Yeah. Not only did they beat the best team in the league, considered, yeah. but they came back from that 3-1 deficit, which has never happened before in the finals. Yeah. So, to win the championship, a team that's never won the championship on before. their home floor, to on Golden State's home floor. Rudy, <laughs> they are the Rudys of basketball right now. They are. It, so it, it was. Uh, I will say this: entertaining series. Yeah. I mean, I, we are Laker fans, but we're also basketball fans. Mm-hmm. So just watching the progression of where the league's going, I think, is important, especially if. Uh, you know, we're when we start getting into our team um, and the way things are kind of shaping up there, mm-hmm. where's the progression of the game going? And um, I still think that the blueprint that Golden State laid out is still a blueprint that works. Yeah. I think that they needed more talent. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think if you were to inject more talent and size and athleticism into that same uh, system... Mm-hmm. I think it's still just as successful as um, as it could be. I mean, look, it's 73 wins in a season. I I know it doesn't really um, matter if you don't win the championship, mm-hmm. but there is that thing of, like, it's shown that it can work. They got to the finals, yeah. you know? They went through the Western Conference playoffs, like mm-hmm. which is man, it's murder, murderer's row. Yeah. I mean, like, you go through every single team in, in uh, Western Conference and that's going to be in the playoffs and you're kind of like that team could win it that mm-hmm. team could Any win it yeah so um it's going to be very interesting to kind of see where the, where the league goes what's lebron going to do yeah. uh Stephen a smith was already saying that there's two places that lebron would consider leaving for and that's miami or or los angeles mm-hmm. um now when he said mind you when he said los angeles he didn't necessarily say the lakers and he didn't necessarily say the clippers a lot of people are thinking Clippers uh, because Chris Paul's already there. Mm-hmm. But the thing about the Clippers is they don't have any cap space, more so than uh, what they would need to try to put together a team 
to go out there and win it like yeah. that. The Lakers have a ton of cap space. Well, um, and LeBron, yeah, he wants to play with Chris Paul, but yeah. kind of that conversation that he had earlier in the year wasn't just, I want to play with Chris Paul. It's that he wanted to try and get a, a team that would put together a team where he could play with his all his friends, not just Chris Paul, but Dwayne Wade and Carmelo Anthony. And, yeah. you know, and, and that he talked about pay, uh, taking a pay cut to do that sort of thing. So that'd be interesting to see if that happens to come together. You never know. We've seen crazier things happen. I mean, look, nobody ever thought that um, when Miami signed Chris Bosh, Dwayne mm-hmm. Wade, and LeBron James the same year, that that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, uh, well, I guess they're going to be uh, going to the finals from this point on mm-hmm. for as long as their contracts are. And they did. What are the bandwagoners going to do, I wonder, now that Golden State didn't win the championship? Uh, they'll probably do what most people do, and that's just shit on Golden State. Yeah, uh, I think we had no choice being Laker fans. that we had to, If we want to continue to watch basketball, we're going to root for the best team in yeah. the West, and that's what we did. But there are people that went out, and they got the Golden State jerseys, yeah. you know, and, and that became, people are talking about how that's the you know, the team in the NBA and yeah. Steph Curry is the player in the NBA and, and all this stuff. And uh, it, all of that's going to take hits. You know, bandwagoners are going to get off at the next stop. Well, and it's what we said. It's uh, until you've done it, you haven't. And I think a lot of fans or bandwagoner fans are have that kind of, um, not all of them have that mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in the moment. They want to uh, enjoy something, mm-hmm. get on board. You know what what a bandwagon fan is. You know, mm-hmm. it's been different for, like you said, for us looking at it because I mean, we've been watching basketball for so long. Yeah, we didn't watch and, Golden State um, games all throughout this season. We watched yeah. Lakers yeah. through the entire season, unfortunately, which, which was tough. <laughs> it was, it was very hard. It tested our grit as fans, but we I will we stuck say, in there. I will say this season, even though they played worse. Uh, was not as bad to watch as some the previous two seasons. Yeah. Only because this season for Lakers fans that just passed was really about the development of the young players. Yeah. Uh, so we got to see some of that. Yeah. Speaking of which, the draft is just around the corner. Yeah. On Thursday. This That's right. This Thursday. So, uh, but we'll uh, definitely keep you updated on that. But uh, so, but the draft is around the corner, and we do have the number two pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philly has a number one. Philly's actually uh, apparently come out and contacted Ben Simmons and his representatives, mm-hmm. saying that um, they will draft they him will number draft one. him number one. So the Lakers are looking at Brandon Ingram, which a lot of people are. A lot of people want that, yeah, and a lot of people are happy with that just because of um, what Brandon Ingram has to offer. So until then, don't shake hands with Sasha Vujicic. Yeah. And if you're going to follow us, uh, you can go ahead and follow me at Jimmy Serta one on Twitter or at Twitter. And I am at AKA The Wrench on Twitter. You can also send us an email at podmageddon at gmail.com. That's P-O-D-M-A-G-E-D-D-O-N at gmail.com. This has been Just Basketball. Thanks for listening, and uh, keep bouncing those balls. Stay safe, everybody. Drive safe. Bye-bye. Feel them. Are they hard? Are the balls hard? Are there any lumps? You want to check for that. You definitely want to make sure there's no lumps on your balls. 
Yeah, Kyrie. <laughs> Stupid idiot. 